Hey everyone, welcome back to the gold room. You're in the gold room. Part of that, we didn't do that right. It's you're in I've never you're done that ever. Gold. No, you don't do that. I do that. Oh, I'm saying you oh, skipped. You oh, went early. Oh. So let's just move on. I'm Will Strickland, App State Combo. I'm Parker Stone, the App State Combo. And you're in the. You're in the gold room. Yeah, so, you know, we, we got to address the elephant in the room. You know. Yo, get that elephant out of here, dude. We're working on it. We're working on it. Listen, we had a team of editors. They went through because we say a lot of. I mean, we record for four hours. Right? Yeah, no, and I then, we we take one day off of work every week. Yeah, and then we condense it down to 35, 45 minutes. Yeah, we spend eight hours storyboarding, then right. four hours of recording, and then we hand it over to a team of anonymous editors. And actually, what you guys hear is kind of like how they film a movie. How some they'll just film out of order based on yes. you know location yeah. or actor availability. Sometimes they'll film the ending first. These sentences that we're putting together. Some come from the first minute and some come, you know, three hours and 20 minutes We're in. actually recording this part right now after we've posted this episode. Right. And I, I'm really glad with how episode 40 came out as well. I think people are going to like that. Yeah. I liked it. Oh, yeah. Episode 40 is a banger. I think we'll have a good response. But what we want to address, what we want to apologize for, we want to be very, very solemn, you know. Uh, we pride ourselves in transparency and... Uh, a lot of adversity this season, so we wanted to address. Yes, the audio was quiet last episode. We have taken care of it. That editor is no longer on the payroll. They have lost their health insurance and their child because they can't, you know, yeah, can't afford and, and the child. I, we want to make it abundantly clear, Abund abundantly, abundantly, clear abundantly clear that that person's child, they did not lose custody of the child. We have just taken that child for an undisclosed period of time. Right. And we also wanted some good news. We have a new editor Yeah. on the staff. Again, we keep it anonymous, but we got a brand new editor. They're fresh to the game. Uh, I think they've got a lot of pep behind them. I think they're excited. Yeah, I think so too. You need you need some youngins, you know, someone yeah. to, to remind you why you're doing. Perhaps an eight year old. Perhaps, but we can't disclose. We won't. We won't give any. You yeah. know, losing a child. You know, that's that's tough, especially when you lose a job because you fucking fucked up the fucking. Can I eat dinner now? Oh my god. Are I'm we, hungry. Are we recording? Yeah, we're yeah we're recording right now. I don't I don't know what he's doing. <sighs> Play the intro. Welcome back. You're in the Gold Room. Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. All right. Welcome back to another fantastic, beautiful episode of the Gold Room Podcast. Gig'em! Gig'em Gold Room. <laughs> Go ahead, you can continue. Oh, I was gonna. I was waiting for you. To no, say I something. was just. I just said giggle. That was oh, it. That was, that was it. You just wanted to make a weird. No, there's just another A and M clip that went around today. So it's like every day that like people keep going through the vault. Since that clip from like their midnight yell for us went viral, another thing happens. I didn't realize until last week that they do it for road games. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. 
That's weird. Because that means AM is probably having to pay for this because there's no way a campus is saying, yeah, you can do an event in our football stadium for free at midnight. Pretty sure whenever the last time was that they played at South Carolina, they did it at the uh, state capitol building, like on the steps of the state capitol. It's very weird. That's it bizarre. is not. It's weird, man. Like, I know, like, a lot of schools have, like, traditions that are, you know, outside looking at it, it's kind of weird. But once you're there, you know, it's cool. It's yeah, it's the thing, right? The Midnight Yell is whack. Yes. It is whack, dude. Bizarre. It's not. There's no unique flair. No. It's just trash. Yeah. I would. I I tweeted this because of that. Cl- so the clip that went around, if y'all didn't see it, it's from 2020. So obviously COVID. There's no one in the stands. It was. It was a live stream Midnight Yell. So that makes it more awkward. You know, you <laughs> you hear like their feet, their shoes squeaking, yeah. and like every little like. <laughs> So I, you know, I don't hold that against them. But even if that stadium was packed, they're little like it's it's cheerleading. It's straight up but cheerleading. It, but it's, and if you make it's if, not, if you're gonna make fun, if you're someone that makes fun of like male cheerleaders, well then you pull up to the midnight yell, bro. It's, it's not because cheerleading has like a clear goal. Like they're trying to get the crowd loud, hype, bring energy, whatever. What these dudes are doing is not hype. It does not bring energy. I mean, it is when they when they do the portions where they're, I guess, teaching them like the cues, like if their hands go here. Sure, but what but does when that they have do, to like do the, with the? I got I got a little story. I got a little story for you. Ex, I was talking to the that, good yeah, egg. That is whack. It's it's, uh, it's weird. But that that clip started going around, so I like that people are just like going through the vault now. They're like, yo, oh, yo, who played? This happened last time, dude. Who played? Who's bringing music to the studio? I, I think I think you said something that my, the Siri on my watch found interesting. But fighting Texas Aggie. Okay. I'm sorry, I couldn't fight. It's oh, crazy. Uh, but like people are just gonna like they're probably gonna go back to like 2009 midnight yells and probably find some like offensive jokes. Oh, because every joke was offensive in I'm 2009. I'm sure you could you could dig up stuff from like the 70s and 80s it's oh, like oh. legitimately bad oh yeah that's you, you could find some clips of uh do you think that'd be recorded though do you think they when do you think they i'm start sure they have that? it on like campus like tape yeah they've got it on tape probably in some sealed campus archive of uh famous texas yell leader rick perry that's saying something so funny dude saying something the guy that was in charge of like maintain our nuclear stockpile was also was the midnight yell leader <laughs> giggle <laughs> yo much love to uh midnight yell leader zach he had hip surgery and i you know i think it's coincidental that they also do that little little like one-legged wow. tilt thing yeah. i'm just saying maybe he went too hard for the cause you know well uh put his job before his health you can't do that you got to yeah, maintain your, your life, man. Maybe now that he's got some extra free time, he can look at a map and figure out where, where Appalachia is. Or he can not do it again. He could, you know, play a video game. Watch That's a movie. That, get a hobby. <laughs> get a hobby, meet a girl, read a book. No, he's got... I, I was I saw his Instagram. Yeah, I, I know he engaged. does. He does, but that's... that's Good for him. Uh, it, it, that's, that's not real. That's not real? That's part of the story. Oh shoot! You there's think no the university fabricates? That, that, yeah, there's there's no way that oh. a, a legitimate real life woman watched her man walk out onto a field to do gigum ags wearing overalls. Nah, man, I respect Fucking it. Sequined overalls. Nah, I respect it. Hey, 
App State Homeboy Will Strickland does not condone this message. Hey, hey, that woman is a ride or die. I respect it. That's love, bro. Hey, That's love. I, I'm saying this as someone who goes to basketball games wearing an otter costume. I do some weird stuff too. But, okay. But that's just on a different level of of bizarre. Hey, I don't condone. Will Strickland. That's a ride or die, baby. Zach, much love. Hope your hip feels better. All right, let's let's <laughs> let's talk about some good luck with your hip. <laughs> <laughs> Sunbelt football is weird this year. And I don't like it. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> I, I, it's it's weird. It's it's a lot weirder in the West. Yeah. The what? <laughs> hey, hey, what did you call it? The Wild West. Oh. <laughs> I think I call it the Weird West. Come on, come on. Who writes this stuff? I don't know. You? Maybe me. Go ahead. Um. Right now, South Alabama, South Alabama is is sitting in first place in the West right now, which is a weird thing to say. Four one overall, one and zero in conference. Haven't lost a game at home. They South Alabama. I don't know how, and I don't know why, but they look solid. And who is at the bottom of the West, Parker? The bottom of the western half of the Sun Belt Conference right now is the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. At, yeah, at, you, now that they're bad, we can add the at Lafayette. Right, back right. In. That they, is they very look, surprising. They look bad. They are zero and two in conference with a loss to Monroe. They have losses to Monroe and a traditional uh, group of five losers, Rice. Which I'll talk about Rice. Well, that's not on. conference though. Who, who's it's, their it's other? Who's their other yeah, conference their loss? Other conference loss was God Monroe. Jesus, Archie State. It's it's one of the other. Did they play Troy? South Alabama. They... They've lost to Monroe. South, South Alabama. Alabama. Okay. They lost twenty-one seventeen Monroe. Yeah, that. I wonder at what, Monroe. I wonder when the last time was Monroe beat them. And then lost to South Alabama at home twenty to seventeen. Jeez. So, dude, Billy Napier uh, pillaged that pl- program, dude. Plundered, perhaps. He took everything he could and then some. Oh, and then he kept taking. He did. I mean, we sat on that Twitter spaces. If y'all weren't there, here's a little Gosh, piece of that's a nice. Sunbelt lore, especially for all the Twitter heads. Okay. Billy Napier's exit was very harmonious. It was similar to Satterfield leaving. I would, I would relate to that. Satterfield made his mark on the program. Won us championships, won us bowl games. It wasn't a surprise to anyone. No right. one blamed him. We for all leaving. felt like he earned it. You yeah. know, it's like a, a teacher seeing the the student graduate, one of their favorite students. It's like I'm so glad. It's bittersweet. I'm sad you're not my student anymore, but go on to bigger, better things. Yeah, go brother. make your millions. Right. Same thing happened for Louisiana and, and Billy Napier. They were like, "Thank you for everything. You gave us the best year we've ever had. Championship. Yada yada yada. Thank you." Lasts for like a week. Uh, like God, shortly that. after, a few days after, they named the the new head coach who was who was an assistant. So he was someone on the staff, similar to as if you know when Coach Clark got hired. If Coach Clark was directly after Satterfield instead of Drink, if Drinkwitz was in the middle, then Napier basically just starts one by one hiring away all the assistants. And our understanding was based on the Twitter spaces that we will detail. Napier had kind of implied he was not going to do that. 
He was not going to raid the pantry. Oh, yeah, it was the most right? positive like fan Twitter spaces I think oh, I've been right. a part of. Like they were saying Billy you're gonna Billy's never going to do us do us wrong. Right. He's not going to players aren't going to get in the portal. We're not going to lose the coach. Billy's going to get a bunch of outside guys to go with him right. to Florida. Nothing to worry about. And the reason we know this is because shortly after there was a Twitter spaces going on. If you're not familiar, Twitter spaces is basically like a Twitter chat room with voice. You, everyone can be on a mic. If the host can control who has it and stuff like that. There's a Twitter spaces that got so big that it was just spreading around Sunbelt Twitter. It made its way to, to... There were several hundred people in it. And it was all of them talking about how Billy Napier lied to us. He has destroyed our program. He's, he's taken all our coaches. He's taken our players. He's ruining his good reputation. Everything that he's done for us is being squandered. Billy Napier, I never want to see your face again. That was the sentiment. Yeah. Straight up. People were talking about how I can't believe I never want to see him again. Everything he's done, I don't even want to give him credit anymore. It's how we felt. I, don't, I know some people have moved on. It's how we felt about Drinkwitz. Yes. We felt we had been burned by him. But but somehow even worse, because I think this was coming off, they had like, like an eighth or ninth player enter the portal. And it was different as well because Drinkwitz left like pretty, it, it was very immediate. He was there for less than a year. It, it wasn't like we had gotten to know this guy. No. Right? He hadn't been our, our head ball coach for years and years. We give him this big farewell and then he... he fuck you puts up the middle fingers and takes everything with him drank what's dips we're already pissed at him it's like yeah he's probably gonna take everyone whatever we'll move on this is like this was the worst case scenario for louisiana so this twitter spaces that we jumped into was just them consoling each other yes about what was going on and there was debate about you know will we still be good will we still continue the success we have a guy that was in the program who's taking over um, and now we see them at two and three overall, zero and two in conference. And one of That's those wins tough. was to Southeast Louisiana. I'm not going. Oh, yeah. So I'm. I'm, I'm That's not, tough. Um, I'm not going to act like like they're a real two and three team. They're yeah, and I'm their not. Wins are over Southeast Louisiana and Eastern Michigan. Oh, who might as well be in the same league as Southeast Louisiana? Like I'm not ready to write off Louisiana yet, right? Because I mean. We're three and two. We're like what two or three plays away from being like one and four, two and three. You know. Yeah, but I think the body of the teams we played minus the Citadel, all of the other schools we played are are margins better than what Louisiana. True, has played. true. That's a good point. Like, but I do wonder if just the the culture that that program has had for the last few years, if that will kind of rise to the top and be able to get them back in. I don't suspect that they'll win the West at this point, but I expect them to be competitive. Yeah, I they, do not expect them to, to finish in last. If I don't know though cuz that that would that would take that would basically mean it, it's going to be them or Texas State in my brain. Texas State sitting at, at 0 and 1 in last place or first place? Last place. Last place. Yeah. I it's a toss up between them between for last or second to last. They've already played two games in the West. They haven't played Troy yet. Who they'll lose to? Right as of right now, I think they lose to Troy. I don't. I don't know if you can. Yeah. Who? Who? Right now. Yeah. Right now, to me, I think Troy is the the best team in the West. Uh, who are you taking over Troy? Um, I mean, South Alabama. They're four and one. 
It's yeah. tough because it's September. We wow. have a very small body of, of work, and a lot of it's non-conference. I, I like Troy because they should have beat us, yep. which would have been a great win for them. They beat Marshall, who beat Notre this Dame already earlier this year. Yep. And the other game they lost to besides us was to Ole Miss. Can you imagine if Troy had beat both Giants Slayers? They'd Both be, us and that'd Marshall. be crazy if in back to back weeks they beat App and Marshall. Dude, put them in the playoffs. Troy, Troy would have been getting votes because their yeah. only loss is to Ole Miss, who's now what top ten? Yeah, are so, they? If, Probably. If they're not, they're in the right. They're yeah. right outside. They're four and zero. Yeah, it, it's it's hard because not only is it a lot of non conference, there's also in September there's a lot of Power Five and there's a lot of FCS. Yeah, so you're not seeing a lot of you know what should be even competition. How do you stack no. up? In your weight class. Well, and that's really, like, right now, it's not even as, like, to the amount of conference games people have played. So, like, Marshall and Georgia State have only played one conference game. Texas State's only played one. Southern Miss has not played a conference I game. I noticed that. That's weird. I, part of that's probably got to be their scheduling from switching from Conference USA to us this year. Yeah. It's probably hard to jam a, a conference game in pretty early. But, like, yeah, I, I think Troy's got to be my favorite to win in the West. I don't trust Arkansas State yet. Um, I'd like to see them have a couple more games under their belt. I don't necessarily know if I trust South Alabama yet. The only game they've played in conference was against Louisiana, and it was a three-point game. I think I think Troy, if they played Louisiana, would it'd be a touchdown plus. So one of those two, I think, between Troy and South Alabama, I think are going to be what who ends up coming out of the West. Looking at it right now, but it's. Kind of all over the place there. I hope it is South Alabama. Uh, if for no other reason than playing Troy in Boone, which ideally is what the championship is, um, is a stressful experience. To do that again? Yeah. Because yeah, we had the Hail Mary. It was 2015 Halloween that went to triple overtime. Because um, I remember I, I tweeted I, um, after the Hail Mary, I was like, when's the last organic fuel rush where we didn't know it was going to happen? And uh, someone said the Troy game, and I was like, "Oh, wow, that's Forgot about that one." Yeah, that's two Troy games in Tro- the last. Troy gives us fits in, in, in not just football. I mean, b- basketball. Troy Dude, for some reason. Yo, we talk about it all the time. If y'all listen to, to us during basketball season, Troy is our nemesis, dude. And I talked with a couple of the players about it when I was down in the Bahamas with them, and they said the same thing. They're like, they have no idea what it is, but for some reason, those dudes at Troy have their number. Yeah. And yeah. it, it's it's just something weird. It's not like they scheme better or they're better players, or whatever. But for some reason, Troy plays like it's their Super Bowl. Also, a little fun fact: uh, ten episodes ago, we were in traffic wow. coming home from from the uh, final basketball game of the season. That uh, CW C-I-V- tournament, yeah, CPI security, the tournament. Ace Hardware tournament, whatever it was. God damn, that was... <laughs> that we paid a bunch of money to lose. That was such a... Oh, my God. What a joke. All right. No more nightmares. Not the tournament, but th- that we lost that game. That was a joke. Um. Anyways, back to... <laughs> back to business. Back to football. Let's talk about the East. The East. The East is fascinating. Yes. And I don't like it. As I said, I don't like what's going on. <laughs> We've got the Beach Chickens at the top. Not a surprise. Their schedule's been extremely easy. A- a and they have struggled. A breeze. Struggle to Garner Webb. Yeah. One Struggle to Buffalo. Yeah, who's not very good this Who CBS season. has in their top 25 
or the bottom 25 yeah. rankings. Buffalo which is I love not as good as they have traditionally done. I don't know if they've always done the bottom 25 rankings, but I liked it. I, I, like, I, I like that idea. And um, like eight of them are MAC teams. That, the, <laughs> the MAC is some really, really yeah. ugly football. Yeah. Charlotte's in there too. Shout out. Love our, uh, our Concordians. Um, we've got Coastal at the top. We've got the Diet Dukes at number two. Uh, which doesn't matter because they're not eligible. They're not. Yeah, they can't go to a bowl. And I want to touch on this because after we lost, people were like, "It doesn't really affect our, our path to the the championship. They're not eligible, so you know, don't sweat about yeah. too much." At first, I was like, "Damn, that sucks." Like, I almost feel bad. Like, should we win it? Like, that's a big old asterisk right next to our name. But I was like, "Hold up, man." We had to do the same shit in 2014. We yeah. should have won a conference title in 2014. And that was the year, too, someone pointed out that Southern, had they been eligible, would have won the conference championship. Right. But they could not play for it. So we did it, too. So I have no sympathy no. for them. And this is after— No sympathy. Like, this is already after they got an exemption from the conference to join early. Right away. They joined right away. So, yeah. I, I don't feel bad that they're having to sit. No. So, I am not. There ain't going to be no asterisk in my heart. I'm not sweating it at all. You you got it. Hey, it is what it is. Well, and part of it, too, for me, I I think they'll lose a game. They'll lose a game. Yeah, no. This is beginner's game. luck. There's no. just, like, there's... Yeah some destiny going on we, right now we beat ourselves a little like too much a lot in that. a lot well and it's, it's like the hangover from you know you had the a&m game that and then you, you go to troy we were hung over that game yeah went on a hail mary you spiritually make, hung over i'm not saying the team makes sports center again everybody rushed the field whole nine yards and then you you play a, a duck of a game that against, sucked against james madison that sucked yeah so I don't, Dyke Dukes, cry about all you want. I don't care. Y'all are about to lose four games in, in October. Um, so, whatever. Uh, Old Dominion, are now, are the FBS teams, is it just JMU who's not eligible because they were yes, FCS? It's just JMU who is not so eligible. So, Marshall and o- ODU, Southern yes, Miss. They, they all can compete. Got it. I love that. Diet Dukes, I hope you, you know that, and I hope you cry about it. Uh, Old Dominion, right now, is in... We'll take JMU out of it. They're in second place, but that's just because they're 1-0. and So it's still, you know, it's like a mathematical thing. Technically, yeah. they've got a 100% winning record in conference. Um, but they're 2-3. and three. They had that win against Virginia Tech. I think it was like 13-10. 2017. 2017, right. So, and I think I think two of those scores, if I'm not mistaken, were off of Virginia Tech, like, special teams errors. Yeah. I know at least the, one of them. There were only two touchdowns in the game. One was a field goal, a bat snap on a field goal. Yes. And then the other one was uh, a running back, like dove over the goal line as time expired in the game. It was literally the final play of the game. Yeah. That's the, those are the only touchdowns. Everything else, field goals. There you go. So uh, they are, you know, I don't know if they're good yet. That's that's since someone I'd want to wait on. Game, since the VT game, they got blown out by East Carolina. Which well, is not good. Lost by two at Virginia, which is good. Dang. Then beat Arkansas State by three. Then lost by 14 to Liberty. So they're all over the place. Yeah. You've got great wins, good losses, bad losses. But they haven't been, I mean, even when they were in Conference USA, they haven't been particularly great. So I'm, I'm not banking on them making some type of run. Um, but similar to Louisiana, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to count them out yet. I want to give them some more time and, and see where that goes. Then we got uh, we got App State. 
uh, one and one in conference, three and two overall in third place. And then but, Southern, right behind us, an 0-1 in conference, but 3-2 and with the same I, I want to talk about us for a second, because i got the ESPN metrics pulled up. We're 1-1, one one, so we're in the middle of the East. Like we, Out of seven teams, we are number four. We're taking Jamie well. Well, if you take him out, we're still, we're still in the <laughs> smack that middle, 1-1. One one. Uh, in conference play, we have scored 60 points, and our opponents have also scored 60 points exactly. That's not good. We are literally Dude. like the definition of 500 in conference. Oh, that's not good. Our point differential is literally like neutral. That's so weird how... Football's weird, dude. It's a weird sport. You can what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> score sixty, allow 60, sixty, and we're one on one. And we're one on one. <laughs> Literally five hundred cross the board. Um, but yeah, Southern Southern's an interesting team, and I think they're better than their record right now. I would agree. Says yeah. They, they I mean, if you saw the way that they lost to Coastal last weekend, oh my, the Myrtle Hurdle. I would be furious on the internet this week yeah i would i would probably burn myrtle beach to the ground wow i'd commit mass arson that'd be like i'm thinking in the mind of a georgia southern fan that'd be like four hundred thousand dollars of property damage i mean well how much does a mobile home cost these days think of all those beach towels that cost eight cents to manufacture all all 90 they may not even stores they may not even burn because they're made of like plastic like the amount of the amount of i'm with him (laughs) t-shirts The, the amount of thing one, thing two T-shirts. Who, where can you get your henna tattoos? You know, oh, if you go on your, if you go on Sherman's March to Sea yes. in Myrtle Beach, where can you get your henna tattoo think, in Hermit Crabs? Think of the beachside funnel cakes. Dude. Okay, that's okay. Now you're now you're going too far. Who will ride broken jet skis? Dude, think about the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Oh. And if it's still there, they're great Titanic exhibits. Who is going to Pirate's Voyage Dude. if we burn Myrtle Beach to the ground? Who is who is watching the best dinner theater around? Who's enjoying a meal at the Hard Rock Cafe if you oh, burn it down? No. Think no. of these things, man. Think before you speak. Oh, I'm so sorry. I would like to apologize to all yeah, nine geez. permanent residents of and, that area. And apologize to Texas A&M fighting Texas Aggie, Zach. Why, why am I apologizing to him? He probably, he's probably been in Myrtle Beach. Sawy Zach. Yeah. He's Thank probably you. getting engaged. It's probably where he got engaged. Oh, was it at the Ripley's, believe it or not? Dude, uh, the Titanic exhibit is great. <laughs> it, you could stick your hand in water and feel how cold it was. Anyways, <laughs> if you didn't see Mar- it, Marshall. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't see it, as time was expiring in the Coastal Georgia Southern game, uh, Coastal's running back hurtled a uh, standing straight up Southern defender. Scored a touchdown. Coastal wins by four. Yeah. Heartbreak. It was brutal because we've all seen the hurdle before, but usually A, the dude is tackling and he gets hurdled. So he's like half his height. Or B, he, you know, the runner clears the hurdle and then immediately gets tackled. The the Coastal dude did neither of those. He hurdled a man who was standing straight up. He he almost double jumped off his helmet. Yes. And then continued running four yes. or five like, more steps. Like landed like full speed. And he got into the end zone. It was the most seamless thing I've ever seen. And credit to uh, Coastal, man. They branded that immediately. They gave oh, it the, the name Myrtle The Myrtle Hurdle. That is a perfect oh, yeah. name. And oh, yeah. they jumped on that so fast. I-, I saw that. They had that on Twitter. They had a compilation of like seven different angles. 
Oh, on that, yeah. it was beautiful. The marketing on that was great. Yeah, you can see all 11,000 people in the stands. Yeah, it's a big, it's a rising program. It Parker. is a rising program. I don't program. know why you're talking like that. I know, and it's going to be great when they, you know, get Urban Meyer after Jamie leaves for Georgia Tech in, you know, three months. Dude, <laughs> Jamie would never leave. He loves that program. You understand? Yeah. Do you know Grayson McCall has a coastal tattoo on his ass, apparently? Are you hold on? Can we say this? Is this real? Are you saying allegedly? This? I have been told this by someone who attended Coastal Carolina. Are you implying that this is someone who has seen Grace McCall's ass? Are we allowed to talk about this? I I don't know. <laughs> but he's never gonna leave because of that Bro, tattoo. Allegedly, allegedly. Although he could get the the Georgia Tech B next to it, and it kind of looks like they're like kissing or something. We're talking about Grace McCall or Jamie Chadwell. Grace McCall. Then why is he going to Georgia Tech? Well, with Jamie leaves, he'd probably enter the portal, too. He's not going to play for Urban Meyer. You don't think he'd go to the league? Uh, it depends on his stock. I mean, his stock was high last offseason. I haven't looked at what it is this year, but I don't think his numbers this year are as impressive as his first two years. So you think that's worth going to some bum-ass school and getting a new tattoo, allegedly? Uh, you ball out in a bigger conference. Ball out? If, you get smoked if, if you do. I mean, you're gonna get mur- you're gonna get sacked nine times. I don't know. Maybe maybe Jamie brings a couple other dudes. <laughs> it's gonna be coastal New Jersey's. I mean, it, it the puts whole you on, program. It gonna puts be you on national TV for like five. Coastal games. will literally not field a team next year because there's no one there. <laughs> they all the whole team they all go to. He, Jamie shows up and says, "Everyone, leave. I'm bringing my boys." <laughs> <laughs> they, they rename themselves the Georgia Tech Chanticleers. He brings the walk-on, the equipment managers. Oh, yeah. Everyone. everyone. Everyone's getting out of everyone. And then Coastal's, it's just like crickets. They go back to being a basketball school. <laughs> oh, big basketball school. Oh, yeah. Lots of March Madness runs. All right. Rounding out the bottom of the Sun Belt, uh, you got Marshall and Georgia State. Marshall, Georgia State is buns. This is Sean Elliott's last year. They're they bad. Marshall is intriguingly bad. It's But it's so, very strange. It's so bizarre how that team can go and beat Notre Dame, then kind of get their asses handed to them by both Bowling Green and Troy. And something about Bowling Green I want to add real quick. They lost to a, to FCS... Uh, I believe it was Eastern Kentucky in like six overtime. They lost to an FCS team to either open or, or their second game of the season. So Marshall beats number eight Notre Dame and then loses to a MAC team who has an FCS loss. That's terrible. That's bad. There's no way to be like, oh no, oh it's a blemish. It's you know it's a quality loss. That's just a fat L. Yeah, they lost to uh, Eastern Kentucky in seven. Yeah, overtimes. So Marshall is really strange. Marshall has a new head coach this year, correct? Yes. So wow, wait, that new head coach is like second or third game of the season. He beats Notre Dame. Yes. Wow, that's awesome. Good for him. They have a new quarterback as well because their previous quarterback is at Virginia Tech now. Um, it, it's I, I don't know, man. Football is just so weird. How I mean, it's same thing happens to us. We beat Texas A and M, and then we accidentally beat Troy. Uh, correction, this is his second season. Second season, great. Still impressive. No, that, that early in his tenure, that's incredible. And, and that's like Notre Dame is kind of one of those like 
if you think of like top five places you don't want to play, like South Bend, Indiana is up there. It's top five. I mean, we were told that about College Station. It was quiet as hell. Yeah, I, I College Station I think is probably top ten, but I don't think it. I think the top five is like Ohio State, Michigan, which we do have a win there. Notre Dame. <laughs> hey, have you heard? Notre Dame, Bama, Kid and then, Brewer. Uh, yeah, and State. then obviously Kid Brewer, Kid Brewer Stadium, Stadium at number right. one. Right, right, right. So, uh, <laughs> Marshall, I'm going to lump in with Louisiana and Old Dominion. These are the teams where, I mean, you can technically say it about anyone, but these are the three that I'm most interested in watching develop. I'm not going to write them off or say that they're a sure, sure win to, to win. Yeah. Uh, until, you know, they needed, we need to be like midway through the season. I think. The same thing is happening. I think what's happening to Marshall is very similar to what's happening to us right now. We got this big win. We kind of, I guess, maybe we got ahead of ourselves. Something happened where it's just we're just not as tight. Something yeah. we're missing something. Well, I mean, we know what it, ours it, is. It's easy to to kind of catch yourself after you beat a team that's ranked in the top ten, whatever. You kind of look at the rest of the schedule and you go, "Oh, we got this now." Yeah. None of these teams are as good as they were. Right. Which, I mean, you can't, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's easy to fall victim of that. Marshall's schedule's all over the place. Week one, they blow out Norfolk State. Then they beat Notre Dame, week two. Lose to Bowling Green the next week, 34-31. Lose to Troy the following week, 16-7. Then last week, they beat Gardner-Webb, 28-7. So they've got two FCS wins, a win over number eight Notre Dame, and then two bad losses. And who are, what's their the next two games? Next two games are versus Louisiana, so they get Louisiana at home, which that should be a win for them. That's quite a road trip for Louisiana to go all the way up yeah. to Marshall. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, um, and then at James Madison, they could they could win they could easily win both of those. They could the team that they beat should Notre Dame, I think they should the team that beat Notre Dame should be both of those schools. The team that lost to Bowling Green will lose to both of those schools. Yeah, it's very confusing. And then they they go coastal at ODU, then us at uh they they get us at home at Georgia Southern, then uh, Georgia State at home. Mm. So the schedule is decently favorable. They get coastal and us in Huntington, which I think is big for them. Yeah, because that'll be a that'll be a pretty big trip for coastal. Yeah, to go from Myrtle Beach up there. So. Speaking of something that I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, in terms of future schedule making for conference, right? So this year we're playing the big three in terms of the East for when it comes to us. We're playing Marshall, Coastal, Southern on the road, right? Yes. Which sucks. Yes. Next year we should get them all at all home. home. So if that's how it holds up and we're alternating every year where we get all of them at home or all of them away, Way. that could be tough. Those could be some tough stretches, That's especially where, if they end up back-to-back some years. I would hope that going forward, we kind of break that up in conference scheduling. It would it would basically be giving somebody an extra home game every year right. or for an extra year. Um, I think it would be nice to get Marshall off of that. And like So basically, like next year, we would play at Marshall again and then have Coastal and Southern at home. And then the year afterwards, those I two guess. on the road and that one at home. Or break up Coastal and Southern. I, I don't like the idea of those three all being home one year and then all being away the next year. Yeah. 
so that's I I recently made that connection. I was like, that could be fantastic every other year and suck every other year. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> right now, like I don't I don't really care if we have ODU and James Madison and yeah, you know, it's Georgia State at home. Yeah, I, I don't care about that. Yeah, have, we gotta have, we gotta play someone on Monday nights. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we gotta have someone. <laughs> ESPN needs their Monday night ESPN to. That's what people ESPN people are waiting for, for the you know, Sun Belt Wednesday. matchup on Monday nights. Hey, it's not we're not at Wednesday night action yet. <laughs> we're not at that level. Um, so to, to wrap it up, I guess all this you know, obviously our goal is to win the East, win the conference. When it comes to the New Year Six, that's still in play, right? This year, I, we were talking about this before we recorded. This year is fun. It's got some 2007 vibes in terms of weird teams being really good and good traditionally good teams being bad. And one thing that I've noticed is that usually at this point of the season, there's kind of a, a bunch, uh, a, a batch of group of five teams that are starting to bubble up in, in the in the votes. And that's not exactly the case this year. Uh, Cincy is either already ranked 25 or... They're 24 now. They're 24, right? So they're at the top. I believe following them, you have JMU, who's not eligible for the New Year's Six. Not eligible for And you've got... Right. You just, the regular season, that's it. you got Coastal, who's now in the votes. They're, yeah. they're getting votes in there. Tulane still got votes, even though they lost, which was weird. If I'm keeping... I know they lost to Southern Miss... But if I'm keeping track of, of the weeks. Yeah. But all that's to say, I think there's only three or four group of five schools getting votes right now, which is good for us. It's good um, because that means if the per- if the team ahead of us is Coastal, we beat them, then they're out of the picture, right? I think the ideal scenario for us is Coastal beats James Madison and then we beat Coastal. Yep. So that win that Co- – like. We need Coastal to get a good win because right now they don't have anything. Yeah, the schedule's weak. They're weak as hell. Like, let them get a, a good win against JMU, and then we beat them. So it's like, oh, I, right. there's a fluke against James Madison. Oh, And then, well, UCF did start getting votes. And they're playing SMU right now. Let me see where that stands. At the end of the third quarter, they're up 24-13. So they may, they may end up securing that dub. Yeah. So UCF may be back to their the, winning ways. The, they the, may be back in the, in the rankings. So they can knock out Cincy. The American is always competitive. Tulane could st- could storm SMU's back. SMU is always in there. There could be another American team that pops up and, and starts getting some dubs and getting some votes. So all that's to say, if we keep our head down, we just win out, the chance, I think, the door is wide open. We just have to win out. The loss to JMU is really, really bad for our odds. That stings really bad. Yeah. Um, but if we just win out, win our, our conference championship, we have to remember – that win against AM and a quality loss, even if UNC doesn't end up being that great, that's still a quality loss. That win against AM speaks volumes. That's now, something unique. Now, an interesting team, there's a couple of interesting teams in the Mountain West that I think could throw a, a, a wrench in some things. Um, UNLV is oddly good this year. Okay. There is no explanation for how UNLV is four and one now. Okay. And their one loss came to Cal. They were they played at Cal and lost by six. They blew out Idaho State, blew out North Texas, 
beat Utah State by 10, beat New Mexico by 11. Okay, okay. So the uh, Mountain West champ, I think, could sneak in there too, whether it be UNLV or Air Force is good too. Air Force is also sitting at 4-1 with their only loss being by 3 at Wyoming. Am I totally making this up? Isn't Air Force on probation for something? Yes, Air Force is on a three-year probation. Does that affect? Not eligibility for something like that. No? no. They'd have to get a, there's like a, you get a bowl suspension. Whatever. Oh. It's not like, ba- basketball teams will take like a self-imposed postseason ban. Sometimes you get that in football where you get like, basically if you know the you're about to get punished for something, you can come out and be like, oh, we're going to do a bowl ban. And yeah. like your punishment will be lessened. Air Force did not do that. Who will play in the Sun Bowl? Sun Bowl. Us. Al- Isn't that a Sun Belt tie-in now? Yeah, Sun Bowl I think is one of ours. <laughs> Alamo Bowl, Frisco. I who mean, who will play it? Potato Bowl. I think Mountain West gets Potato Bowl. Hell yeah. Uh, real quick, you mentioned Idaho State. I want to give a shout-out to uh, former Sun Belt foes, Idaho. The Top Vandals. 25 FCS rankings for them. You see that? Yeah. I think they're in at about 21. Yeah. Uh, well, Idaho was a powerhouse so there. The, the, the Kibbe Dome or Kibble Dome, whatever Kibble it is. Dome, yeah. All the we all play. the players say smell like popcorn. Did we did we only played in it once or we never played in it? We did play in there once and we almost lost. It was Idaho never played in Boone. Idaho never traveled to Boone. I don't think. I think so. Some I think they like only that. played us once because we they were in the West. Yeah, they were in the there was the East, the West, and the actual West. Yeah, them where, in New Mexico State because <laughs> State was. Too. Yeah, that was weird. Um, so shout out Vandy's big ups. Keep keep on keep rocking in the free world and do 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 do. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back. We didn't. Who are we playing? We're playing Texas State. Yeah, uh, should be an easy dub if we lose. If we're, if, if not, we will be recording something. If very we lose, different. we're going to post a thirty-minute audio file of silence. So just be on the lookout. Uh, anything else you want to say? Uh, I don't know. If that's against like Spotify's policies to upload a silent. Podcast. Hey, we're, we're a multi-platform podcast. We do not have an exclusive deal with bound. Spotify. We are also on Apple Podcasts. You that's can find right. us on RSS.com. Hey, Deezer, Shazam, Last FM. What is Deezer? Uh, uh, TikTok sounds. Um, <laughs> Yo, we should try to get some of our audio on TikTok. Um, AM radio. We got a station on there. Uh, ham radio. Whatever the truckers use, and uh, Skype. We'll be there. Yeah. So go uh, Tubi. 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 We're on Tubi. <laughs> We're absolutely on Tubi. Pluto TV. That's exclusively where our video form is. Yeah. Video podcast. Is, is Where we, Tubi, We're filming. Tubi right did give now. us $8. Hello. I'm waving to the camera right thank, now. Thank hey, you. Hey, Tubi. Thanks, Tubsters. Uh, big tube heads. So thanks for listening. Check us out on Tubi. <laughs> and uh, if you hear silence on our next episode, then you know what happened.